All right. All right. A little more like that. All right. Oh, uh, James said that. A little more along the lines of the latter. This is Wednesday, of course. Whether you're tuning in now or later, that's up to you. But this is Wednesday, 5.01 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You've tuned into Discussions of Truth. I am your host, Ian Hamilton Trottier. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. Both of those handles, I-A-N-T-R-O-T. T-I-E-R. And what do we have in store today? Always controversial, always topics that push the envelope. And I urge you to look at the article that I wrote a couple years ago that led up to the, uh, uh, the production of this program. Uh, honeycolony.com is where that article was published, and it had to do with a pesticide that was sprayed over the local area here to Miami-Dade. I'm a Californian by birth, and I was astonished, really, at the lack of uh, civilian uh, contest uh, uh, towards the spray. It was a very small group that, uh, that contested the spraying of this uh, highly controversial toxic and toxic pesticide uh, known as Nalid. Uh, other trade names, Dibron. Uh, it's another one. Uh, and uh, it really didn't grab, well, it didn't grab much national attention at all, apart from the fact that Zika is what grabbed all the, all the national attention, uh, the Zika virus. But this pesticide uh, was uh, not used in Broward, the county to the north, as they used something that was safe and organic, and the, uh, the, the, the roundtable here is that this pesticide has been banned. Uh, currently is, as far as I know, but was banned at the time in uh, Europe. So it was deemed uh, uh, not only toxic, but neurotoxic, as it, was, it is proven to cause uh, microcephaly, uh, which is brain damage in a, uh, in, in a child developing fetus. More exact. Yet, uh, yet, 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 it was sprayed here in Miami Dade, um, clear as clear as air can be in the day. So that's what led to the start of this program. As I made uh, various, uh, I urge you to read that article. Uh, you, you simply type in my name and Honey Colony; it'll come up. Uh, Zika Miami Beach. Put in those uh, those 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 keywords into your in, into your search bar. It's bound to come up or find it on my website. Uh, the the issue here is that the connections led right back to uh, banking institutions such as the Federal Reserve, uh, mainly through and via the Rockefeller Foundation and family. Read the article. It explains it. Five-time Emmy Award winner John Barber will be presenting his new newest book. Um, your, your mother's not a virgin, in case you didn't know. Um, but more importantly, more precisely, uh, John will be talking about the Garrison Tapes. Um, and that is a documentary that he produced in 92, just before the lead-up, rather, to uh, the Oliver Stone uh, movie, JFK, starring uh, Kevin Costner, which likely you've heard of or, 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 or you've seen yourself. But uh, Jim Garrison, who uh, Barber goes into, uh, was the uh, Orleans Parish District Attorney. That's in Louisiana. And he pushed the fringes on the Warren Commission. Most Americans don't realize there were probably at least three uh, or four. I know definitely there were three various commission reports. Warren Commission was the first released, and that got the most backlash. But the latter reports actually um, actually talk about uh, conspiracy theories. And yes, these are these are federal government reports. Anyway, so the Warren Commission. Uh, and I'm going to say starring uh, the Dallas the Dallas brothers. Uh, the Warren Commission is what uh, the Gar- Jim Garrison had a had an issue with, and uh, uh, and uh, uh, John Barber, um, uh, having won five Emmys, uh, did some uh, did, did a uh, uh, some some research on on that. Yes, the JFK uh, assassination, which is a uh, which is a reoccurring topic on this on this program. Why, right? So so why why would I even 
Why would he even spend time looking into the assassination of uh, John F. Kennedy? Um, why would I even? Why would I even do that? Uh, it's before my time, um, and uh, what's the relevance today? Federal Reserve. That's the relevance. The Federal Reserve, because it's still, it's still uh, since 1913, um, and the passing of the Federal Reserve Act under Woodrow Wilson. It is still. It basically has um, all of us in in, in in change to some degree or, or another. I'm not not I'm not knocking the U.S. Constitution in any in any way, um, and I'm I'm not necessarily knocking the the Federal Reserve, but I am saying. I am questioning and asking you to question whether it uh, whether it is is it is justified uh, and whether it possibly it is uh, corrupt. And what I am saying is that through the various guests I've had on the program, even though none of them directly um, go after the Federal Reserve, I will say that it is a common thread. It is a common thread in that it has something to do with the JFK assassination. And it still exists, right? It still exists. Your, 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 your money is basically, um, uh, it's, um, it's, 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 it's not money, right? It's, it's a, they're, 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 they're not even bill. They're, well, they're bills. They're, they're, they're not dollars. Um, they are Federal Reserve notes. Um, so, so what is that? So, so Curtis Kallenbach joined the program last week and talked about something, uh, various things, but, but, he, but he did allude to the zygote and um, the straw man and basically what you are and who you are, your social security number if you're an American, uh, who you are in regards to the government. So, so what are those, what are those, um, those strings that pull the government, and, and are there strings that pull the government? Is there, is there is it is this thing this this hashtag this common phrase that's used here and there uh, the deep state is that is that is that a common is is that a problem is that an issue is that does does it does it does it infringe is, is it real and, and and if it's real does it infringe on your rights as an American? Um, what is the new world order? Well, what is that? Right. Uh, just because uh, you may not have had a, a catastrophe, if you will, in your local community or in, in your life or your family or your state, um, that doesn't mean that a catastrophe like uh, like a a, a a weather storm, uh, a weather manipulated or a uh, chemically manipulated uh, storm, a hurricane could blow in and destroy your your state, your town. Okay. Should you be questioning these things? Absolutely, absolutely. Do the background research on it. Uh, you know, it's not just—it's not—they're not just conspiracy theories. They're—they're they're real elements of life. Just like the Zika virus is a real virus, but is it a threat? Is it—is it the threat that the CDC conveys it to be? Does the CDC even understand that it's a mundane, benign threat? And in, in regards to my research, it's not. The, the pesticide is much more of a threat. From my research, the pesticide is more of a, th- more of a threat. Than, than that Zika virus. James Tracy, PhD uh, from Iowa, is a former tenured professor, former tenured professor. And by the way, John Barber, to finish that, John Barber will be joining next week. And if you follow me on, on Instagram or Twitter, uh, he was scheduled for this week. Uh, we have pushed him back as we'll be making room for, uh, for today's topic of discussion. Uh, and I'll get into that. But let, let, me, let me continue with James. Uh, he's a, ten- a former tenured professor of communications at Florida Atlantic University. He's local here to the state of Florida. He was dismissed from the school in 2006 for his views on conspir- conspiracy theories and false flags. So what was it that got James into hot water and dismissed from FIU? Well, he took, a, he took a, an opposing view. Right? This, this whole program is based on questioning authority. That's, that's what take, – take your local, your state, your federal – take your authority – to task, to taking them a task, okay. That's what keeps that keep, that's what keeps any civilization uh, just and free. Is if 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 just the little people like me and, and presumably like you uh, uh, push push the right buttons and and question authority where it should be questioned. There's nothing wrong with that, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Okay. So anyway, so James questioned authority, didn't he? He questioned authority on on topics that were viewed as no, very French, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll have him on the program in a couple of weeks, May twenty second. But 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 he'll talk about hey, were any of his rights taken away? Was he labeled a terrorist? The grounds were 
His grounds of dismissal were a conflict of interest. Conflict of interest. Okay, in 2018, Tracy filed an appeal to the U.S. Court of Appeals in the 11th Circuit with his civil rights attorney. Okay, he said, for instance, that Sandy Hook was a false flag. It was set up. The Sandy Hook massacre was a staged event. He also questioned the Boston Marathon bombings as being a staged event. Now, what's wrong with that? I'm asking you, what is wrong with that? Is terrorism real? Sure it is. Uh, are people violent? Violent? Sure they are. Are, are. are people dying every day because of it? Because of religion? Yes, absolutely they are. They have throughout the course of, of humanity. That's how disgusting our race is, right? Can't solve things diplomatically and over, 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 over a discussion. Uh, they have to raise up arms. Okay. Uh, again. Again. He was dismissed for his view that there could be moles in the U.S. government and, and the CIA that, that went to stage these attacks to, with the what? With the, with, the, with the end result of taking away some of your rights. Gun rights. Are you a gun rights advocate? Do you believe in, do you believe in the freedom to arm yourself? Okay. I'm, I'm, I, I, just asking you. Author of 20 books, public speaker, based on the Isle of Wight. That's W-I-G-H-2, if you're not familiar, uh, in England. David Icke, he's lectured in over 25 countries, and is known to lecture for up to 10 hours straight. He's a former BBC employee. Icke is considered a global leader in addressing a movement known as New Age Conspiracism. May 28th, David will join the program. I like to set the stage, lay the foundation. Why I do what I do and I dig out guests to join the program to inform you. Why do I do that? If, if it hasn't rung a bell yet, and I think I've kind of I've laid it out for you, because you need to question authority. The world is changing dramatically. And if you enjoy the fruits of what the United States is built upon, it's constitution, freedom of religion, freedom of speech, freedom of press. If you enjoy those things as much as I do, make sure that they stay intact because don't think for a second they could be taken away from you. And furthermore, don't think that there are not groups. Don't think that there are not powerful, financially wealthy groups that want to take those rights away from you because they are actively trying to do so. That's why I do what I do day in or week in, week out. Oxford University le- lecturer Dr. Young Hei Chi claims in his new book, Alien Visitations and the End of Humanity, that an extraterrestrial species is currently inhabiting the planet and actively crossbreeding in an attempt to create a hybrid species worthy of got this one counteracting the coming destruction and alteration of Climate change. Yes, he's Korean. And yes, he lectures at Oxford University. Would you put Oxford on par with the Harvard? Maybe you should put Oxford a little higher than, than Harvard as far as their academia. So somebody of that level. We're not, not talking about some high school kid. We're not talking about some community college professor or high school teacher or student or what we're talking about an Oxford University lecturer okay saying that this planet which is planet earth is inhabited inhabited currently inhabited by extraterrestrial beings species rather okay and 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 and, and the program has hosted other guests Carrie Cassidy for instance that have pushed that narrative that have completely pushed that narrative. Okay? And if you're religious, regardless of your religion, but if you're a religion, if you're, you're, if you're practicing uh, uh, member of any type of uh, Christian faith, to think that there are, are not or could not be extraterrestrial influences on this planet. Paul Hellier joined the program last month. It was it last month? Six weeks ago, about six, six, seven weeks. Paul Hellier is a former deputy prime minister. Deputy prime minister. It's basically 
the VP of Canada at one point in time in his career. Very high-ranking Canadian, very high-ranking uh, Canadian polit politician. V extremely high-ranking political. And he says, he said it on this program, on, the, on, on Window Bray right here. Discussion of truth, Window Bray. He said it, he said it to me. There are extraterrestrials on this planet. Getting into June, we will have author, journalist, and talk show host Alexis Brooks, and she will be going into metaphysics, spirituality, and new thought concepts. Uh, she's based. She's based in New England, uh, and and she's got a very interesting program in that she looks into again some of this. What is reality? What is your reality? Is it the same reality as 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 your neighbor's reality? And how do you perceive that reality? Does does it get adjusted? Um, on her program, she's hosted Sonia. Best New York Times best-selling author. I don't know if I pronounced that last name right or not. Former CBS, CBS news anchor. You've heard of this one, Dan Rather. And uh, Sean Stone, Oliver Stone's son, uh, have all joined. Uh, 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 have all joined Alexis. She'll be joining this program here June nineteenth. So that should set the stage there for. Our next topic of discussion. We are essentially rolling out on the first Wednesday of the month. I host this program every Wednesday, 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Every Wednesday. Except when I'm on vacation or traveling. But every Wednesday, you can tune right here on Winwood Radio and find me at 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard. And the first Wednesday of the month, what is basically being rolled out is the Lindstroth Report. Okay? We're, and we're all volunteers here, okay? We're, we're volunteer, self-producing, volunteering for one purpose, and that is to help educate and inform you. Why? Again, uh, at the nexus of, hey, there was a toxic pesticide sprayed over me. I remember the crop duster flying right over my, right over my head at 5 a.m. Spraying that nailed. A banned substance in Europe, yet it got sprayed over Miami-Dade and Winwood. So JP volunteers. We all, we're all volunteering our time here. Okay, Donate to the program, impeachmassmedia.com. Help us fund this thing. Keep this thing going. We've had some incredible guests. And again, we do this we do this for liberty and justice, for freedom and education for you. JP will be joining the program here momentarily. And delivering, uh, again, what is becoming the Lindstroth Report. Okay, JP's no lightweight. And we're going to go back into Oxford University. He holds a PhD from Oxford University. And he's based here locally in Florida. He's a uh, professor at a couple different schools here. Uh, one of them is Barry. He writes uh, for Peace Voice and another, some other great publications. But his current piece was put out through the London Dairy Sentinel. That's London Dairy, D-E-R-R-Y, Sentinel. Fear and loathing for the so-called new IRA. I mentioned a website name for you. I just mentioned it. Donate to the program through impeachmassmedia.com. Impeachmassmedia.com, stopmassmedia.com, same funnel. Different websites. Same funnel. They funnel right back to this program, Discussion of Truth. Donate 10, 50,000, 10,000, 100,000, million. Donate whatever you would like to the program through either one of those websites. Impeachmassmedia.com. Journalism, as you know, the freedom to, again, freedom to press. 
Right? Is that one of the cornerstones of the, that made this country great, the United, States, the United States of America? Freedom of press? Freedom of speech? Freedom to write and investigate whatever you like and whatever you care to. So that's infringed upon in... Can I go out there and say 80% of the world? Correct me if I'm wrong. But China, you certainly can't do that. North Korea certainly can't do that. Russia, uh, certainly, it's, <laughs> you're going to be censored. Censorship is becoming a major issue in the United States. I personally have a problem with it. And you, if you're listening to my words, you should too. Lyra McKee, LGBTQ, LGBTQ journalist based in Northern Ireland, was reporting on what is called a terrorist attack by the now new IRA outside of Belfast and Derry, in Londonderry, Derry, Londonderry, interchangeable. She was murdered. She was killed. Brandishing no weapon, not armed, she was taken out. Shot, killed, just like just like your beloved JFK. Or just like the beloved JFK. Maybe he's not your beloved JFK. She's she's done. She's gone. She's died. She was murdered. For what? For what reason? Why? I'll be right back with JP Lindstroth and we'll discuss this very topic. You are tuned in to Discussion of Truth with your host, Ian. Hamilton Trottier. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter. This is Winwood Radio. And I have both. It, you do. Is it time for a plug? <laughs> I have both at my shop. <laughs> Spirit Indeed. and Beyond. So come, some come down to Spirit and Beyond and get your medicinal herbs. Um, <laughs> yeah, we. there's a lot that we're attracted to. I mean, the one thing we have to always remember is that as humans, we are still mammal. We're still animal. We're still attracted to herbal things. I mean... We've kind of been conditioned to think that things from the earth and things in their natural state aren't good. We become too sophisticated and we don't have time for that. And uh, we need to make the time for it because it's our life. You know, it's cleaning our blood. It's giving us oxygen. Um, it's, you know, making us more attractive. I mean, say something like rosemary. I, I love rosemary. Ma- rosemary is amazing. And I, I dare you to go into your bathroom cabinet and find any beauty product that doesn't say it has rosemary in it. Rosemary shampoo, rosemary right. toothpaste, rosemary lotion. The reason now, how much actual rosemary you're getting, you don't have to pay anybody to get some rosemary. <laughs> you know, bush. It grows like such it, a bush. It, it grows like crazy. Yeah. You can go to the supermarket. If you bought organic rosemary, you probably can put it in water and, and, and continue it. to mm-hmm. grow it. Little Metallica, why? Because music resonates, I think, and uh, Metallica fires me up. Uh, We have with us... For the the official the official Hello? debut the official debut of the Lindstrom report. I can't uh, hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you fine. Uh, I can hear you fine, JP. Sorry, okay. you cannot hear me. Okay, connection problem here. Let's see. JP, are you there? Can you hear me? Okay. Keep coming in and out, Ian. Keep cutting in and out. All right. Yes, sir. Uh, um, Keep coming in and out. Okay. Is that any better? No, we've lost him. 
All right, let's see here. Let's try this. I'm going to try this. Back here, Skype audio typically works great in studio. Let's see. JP. JP. Yes, sir. Okay, how that? That I think that's better. Let's go from there. Can you hear? You can hear me. Okay, great. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yep. So, JP, cl clarification: You are a uh, you're a professor. You teach classes at Barry University and also uh, Florida Atlantic. Is it? Um, well, I've been affiliated with Florida Atlantic University in the past. I was a research affiliate with them, uh, and I taught I've taught anthropology classes with them, and I've taught anthropology at uh, Palm Beach State College and Lynn University and Nova Southeastern University as well. In the okay. past. All right. So, and and, and and listeners can find your work at um, uh, 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 explain. Uh, typically, it's a peace voice is one of them. Typically, peace voice is one of them, and then another one is uh, counter punch, and then another one is um, I'm on academia.edu where I have an academic webpage. And you're a former Fulbright scholar to Oxford. Uh, yes, I, I was a. Um, a Fulbright scholar. Uh, I had a Fulbright scholarship to go to Brazil and do research there, as well. And I've had other grants. Okay, a a excellent. Um, JP, what's interesting is that a former former guest on the program um, and former employee of BBC, and he left the BBC because he, he found that there was way too much censorship. They weren't reporting clean cut. Uh, material information. Uh, Tony Gosling, earlier in the week, he had sent me some info on the topic that we're going to go into, and that is Lyra McKee. Okay. And then, interestingly enough, uh, as, as you and I have discussed about bringing you on at the start of the month, every month, and, and creating what uh, what has become now the Lindstroth Report, uh, you, you had thrown my way uh, this same topic, Lyra McKee. So, that's what we're going to be discussing today, yes. and and for 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 just a, just a little nugget for listeners out there to understand uh, what's at stake here, and literally what's at stake here is freedom of press, and that's that's that that just came out of my mouth. That's my view. But JP, let's let's get into it here. Um, let's get into uh, the article that you that you that you wrote and you wrote and and was was uh, fear and loathing for the so called new. IRA, and that was published through the Londonderry Sentinel, and that's where her life was taken. It was right there in Londonderry and in, uh, in outside of Belfast. Right. Also, also known as Derry, right. I, I guess the, the unionists called Londonderry, and then the more the um, Republicans, the Republicans call it um, Derry. You know, Derry. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. And, and, uh, and, and, and again, thank you, Ian, for uh, having me back in the end. Doing this Lindstroth report once a month, I appreciate it. Um, you're right. I mean, uh, Lyra McKee uh, was a young Irish journalist from uh, a Catholic background, but she had her her family had her funeral, interestingly enough, in a Protestant cathedral in Belfast, which was to make sure that there was an invitation to the whole community. Okay. Um, but what I guess what my the article that I wrote in and it got picked up by the Londonderry Sentinel, which is the yeah. newspaper where the murder took place. Yeah, the article was a call for peace and also to to uphold the 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 Good Friday Agreement or the Stormont Agreement, uh, which um, you know was signed uh, in 1998. Okay. Right. Right. That's that's right. April. Uh, get my. Uh, it's uh, it, it was it was signed in April, I believe. Right around this time, uh, nineteen ninety eight is correct. That's from yes. my knowledge. Right. That's why it's called the Good Friday Agreement because it's around Easter, and Easter has a significant for Republicans. 
or those who had supported the IRA just because of the Easter Rising in 1916 and so on, as you know. Yeah, and, and for listeners to get, the, we're not talking about U.S. Republicans. This is this is uh, this is a, right. a political party yeah, in Ireland um, that 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 goes back uh, centuries, really, but more precisely to uh, the the First World War. Uh, while while um, while while Britain was busy uh, inter- intertwangling themselves in 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 that initial uh, First World War, uh, there was there was a group that 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 broke. Uh, I am assuming it's in in, in in Dublin, but it but but it was concentrated there in in, in Southern Ireland to to separate themselves uh, from um, from 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 Great Britain. Correct, like the the initially Sinn Fein which became the political arm of the IRA, um, in 1918 had um, the majority of votes in the country. Really, they were, getting, they were vying for independence from Great Britain. So it's a long conv- convoluted history, really, Ian, because, I mean, it ties into Irish nationalism. Sure. And then the, co- the six counties that, that didn't vote really for Sinn Féin were in the north, which, which became or was known as Ulster. Um, which is mostly Protestant dominated, and then you have the Catholic Irish minority there, um, which is the root of the troubles and so on and so forth. Yeah, and I think I think a little more history there for for listeners. Uh, uh, most of this present day struggle roots back to the 17th century, where there were uh, where there were farmers, Scottish and British farmers, that had migrated into into Northern Ireland, and right. and, and they were Protestant in nature, and they clashed with the 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 the, the Catholic power um, at the time, and that's kind of where the the ground, the foundation for all of this kind of started. Um, it were Correct. the potato yeah. farmers, I'm assuming. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it was it was Oliver Cromwell and his army. Uh, ironically, the you know the the revol- revolutionary leader Oliver Cromwell, who was um, you know uh, part you know the leader of the one of the leaders of the one side of the English Civil War that was vying for for parliamentary power over over um, uh, uh, monarchical power, right? Uh, over royalty. Sure. So, so that's where our, our basically our parliament. I mean, our our Congress derives our legislative power and our, our ideas of government um, a lot from the British in the in the seventeenth century, right? So, so you know. Yeah, I mean, all, you know, all all roads lead to Rome, and 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 as as Americans, I don't think we truly identify with um, with with how fortunate we are to have the liberties that we do. Um, even though there's uh, the the main reason I do what I do is is to um, to to help maintain those liberties and say, hey, there's corruption and th- this stuff's got to get out because because the, the the country is is falling and will fall if if enough people don't come together and, and fight this this corruption. Um, uh, right. uh, not to say it's falling, but it, but it will fall. I mean, it will fall. But but certainly all all roads. Uh, do lead to Rome, and and when you're in the right. UK, which which I was recently, you get a better sense for um, how struggles and how, th- those people live. Those people have a general. They, they're they're brought up, and they, they have they have a hundred year forecast in mind. That's that's I mean in, in that sense, I don't know if that makes sense, or not, but but in that in that regard, that's how these that's how these people operate and 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 and, and communicate with with one another and work. They they think. They think centuries down the road. They're not, you know, they're not thinking. Um, they're not thinking. Oh, in 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 five years, I want to get this law passed locally, or I want to have this in in Miami or in San Francisco. I want, you know, I want this law passed, um, and we can create this type of city. It's it's not this, you know. the The United States is very new. It's a, it's a very new power, and and, and right. not taking from any of its power, but um, no. but something like the British. Uh, the British Empire, or even Spain, the Spanish Empire. You know, these are the Spanish Empire doesn't exist anymore uh, uh, in a military way, anyway. But you know, these are these are powers that 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 are ancient in, in the regard, and certainly right. in regards to uh, the American power. I mean, not ancient. Right. ancient European but, wars go way back, and and obviously there's a strong sense of history and tradition in England as well as Spain. I mean, ironically, um, you just mentioned Spain and the Spanish Empire. Well, it was the United States in the War of 1898 or the Spanish-American War that ended the Spanish Empire. Our own first war kind of 
our debut onto the world scene as a world power in 1898. But anyway, going back to the British, it was, it was you know, and, and talking about the British Empire, Ian, if you think of it that way as like the British Empire, you can think of Ireland as being Britain's first colony in a way. Because, you know, Brit I mean, Ireland was colonized and it was colonized by um, English and Protestant and Scottish Protestant settlers and taking away a lot of the wealthy um, estates, the wealthy Catholic estates, I should say, Catholic lands and so on. Um, and so it still has residents today, obviously. But, I mean, the good thing, I mean, the good thing in all this is that the, 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 the Good Friday Agreement has been in place for 21 years. And unfortunately, on, on Easter Thursday, um, because the the um, Northern Irish police did a raid on the Cregan estates looking for weapons and bombs basically to prevent prevent um, any terrorist acts over the Easter weekend because the Easter because the Easter anniversary Easter rising is important for Irish Republicans or the IRA um, and now it's the so-called new IRA um, as a result of that they had a uh, began you know, protesting and lighting cars on fire with Molotov cocktails. And, um, and then as a result of that, they were these, some of these new IRA members were firing live rounds, um, at toward the police, which there was also a crowd gathering gathered around. And this, unfortunately this young, um, female journalist, this young female Irish journalist, Lyra McKee, um, was shot in the crossfire in this, and um, you know the new IRA came out with an apology. But it, from what I, I wrote in my article, it seemed beside the point because their intent was malicious toward the police anyway. And so I guess one of the good things that's come out of this, Ian, is that um, the Sinn Fein, which is which you know was the right uh, was the political arm of the IRA, which is now recognized political party and the DUP, the, the democratic Ulster party, um, have recognized, have, have agreed to have talks next week, um, uh, regarding, um, um, upholding the good Friday agreement, which, which kind of fell apart in 2017. But one of the, one of the Sinn Féin spokes people, um, said that if if the talks do fall apart next week then then they should um then then the irish government and the british government need to get involved again Ian. okay so that, that that's that's interesting and that that's that's obviously going to add um at another degree of heat to uh to to a um a brimming fire that seems to be um uh that seems to be stoked and and and, and currently burning but uh i i this is an interesting this is an interesting concept to look at really what's going on here with this new IRA because at that right. funeral was um the Sinn Féin's Michelle O'Neill and right. Mary Lou McDonald and Arian uh, the DUP's Arian Foster so right. in, in 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 Irish terms anyway you're looking at political enemies Yes, that are that have that have basically come together, and literally sitting side by side. And you you can you can look at um, you can look at the uh, the article by the uh, by the Intercept, uh, written by Robert McKay. And these are these are political uh, enemies enemies um, yes. that are sitting next to each other. And basically, the theme is. Hey, there's a, 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 a conventional, conventional again opponents are are, are coming together and uh, coming together and saying, "Hey, the 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 Lira McKee death isn't so coincidental. Uh, it seems right. that she was taken out on purpose. It, it, it was it was known that she was there. She was taken out because because she was reporting on it. Um, and uh, okay, let's let's get past." All of this, and let's come together and and at least unite under a common understanding that 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 reporting and research and journalism should be should be free. I, that's how I read that. That's how I read that. Yeah. What are your yeah. thoughts on that, JP? I don't. I, don't, I 
See, I don't know. I mean, okay, I don't. I mean, I don't have contacts with the IRA, Ian. I don't have contacts with Sinn Fein. I mean, I have a, I have good friends who are Irish, who mostly are Southern Irish. I have one friend from Belfast, but like uh, for me to say that she was specifically targeted, she might have, may have been. I thought, from my understanding, was that they were they were targeting the police. Maybe she was, Ian. I mean, she was at the wrong place at the wrong time. But like, as the as this uh, priest said during her funeral, why does it take the death of this young woman, um, who had her whole life ahead of her, yeah, to have these talks again? You know, like why why does it take a death of this, you know, innocent bystander, basically, Ian? Um, you know, okay, and yes, yeah, so you know, one of the worries that I have about writing the article that got published in the Londonderry Sentinel is that that's a unionist paper. Um, I don't want to like be perceived as being biased in this conflict as being on one side or the other because right. really a third party. I mean, I my whole goal was is for peace, and I've worked. I'm a former senior researcher at the. Peace Research Institute um, in Oslo, Norway. Um, it's called Prio. Um, I've worked with you know in the Basque peace process a little bit. You know, um, I've written about the Basque, the Basques, um, at least a, min a minority of Basques, um, or um, have had traditional ties to the IRA. So I've written, I've published on some of that stuff, Ian, too. So that's interesting. That's a whole other topic, but. But, I mean, this is why I know a little bit about this conflict. Um, and what I do know is that, I mean, Sinn Féin has come out and, and, and has been against the killing um, in general, and so has the DUP. And here, like you were saying, these were enemies in the past. These were, this is the, the you know, the, with, with, when we look at the Troubles, which began in the 1960s and lasted almost 30 years, Ian, um, you know, you have... In Derry, uh, where she was killed in Derry, also uh, during Easter, uh, Bloody Sunday. Bloody Sunday, right. Uh, and, you know, in 1972, where you had um, uh, the British military um, firing firing at uh, Irish Catholics who were uh, peacefully protesting against right. political internment, right? Yeah, yeah. And 13 of them dying. Right. So that was, in a lot of ways, that set off uh, the troubles in a lot of ways and just went downhill from there. Then, of course, in the 1980s, which I didn't write about in my article, you have the, the hunger strikes, the IRA hunger strikes in the, in, the, in the prisons there. Bobby Sands was the famous one. And, and so, um, but what's also exacerbated the thing, which um, we talked about this, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, I guess, uh, uh, which was uh, a Brexit, right? Brexit has has um, irritated both sides in the sense that the fear that the border's coming back and that police checks are coming back and all those things have <coughs> made a lot of people very uneasy. And I should say that, also I should say this, and this is really important for anybody that listens to this, that this is extremely sensitive topic. And my article was about peace, peace building, and so on. But I realize the issues are very sensitive because one of the other things that I talked about in the article is at the same time what's going on is that um, some of the military and some of the Northern Irish police are being investigated or, and are on trial in some cases for those shootings on Bloody Sunday. Yeah. And that's, that's this, what's going on now. And you're talking about 1972 Bloody Sunday. Yeah. This is all these years later. These trials are happening now, and this is very sensitive. Very sensitive for the victims' families, right? Very sensitive for well, I mean, everybody you know involved in the troubles. And one of the things that I brought up in my article is that okay, so there were hardliners that did not agree to you know the Good Friday Agreement, the peace agreement at Stormont, right? Okay, but there are also right. there are a lot of these younger, the new RA are a lot of these younger, disaffected, unemployed kids, basically, that were born after 1998 that knew nothing about the troubles beforehand and have kind of been brought up in the sectarian environment 
and places like the Cregan Estate, which is also very Republican, as far as I understand, area of, of, of dairy, which I don't, you know, it's, it's again, it's, these are very slummy. sensitive. Is it yeah, slummy? Yeah. JP, I'm sorry to use that terminology, but is that, uh, would that describe it? It's a, it's an estate. So, I mean, it's, I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the, I would describe it as working class, okay. right? Okay. Yeah. I'd be, yeah. And it's, it's presumed, and I've, I've, I've tried to look at videos, and I haven't seen, I've, I've seen, there, there's, there's footage uh, that supposedly captures um, Lyra, uh, 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 it looks like just before she was murdered, but I haven't actually seen the murder. So, I, so it's hard to say from, from, from what I've been able to see, and that's, again, relying on any videos that may have, may have, may have recorded, um, it, it, it's hard for me to say, okay, was she targeted? And, and, and one of the suspects is a teenager and would fit the profile that you're mentioning, somebody that has no idea of the political past. Um, you know, uh, maybe just some kid that's out there to, to cause problems and, 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 and is jumping, jumping into a gang, really, a terrorist gang. Um, but there's, not to segue from where you're going, but, but it's hard to see um, from any video that's, uh, of course, provided um, to our access uh, that shows that she was pinpointed. So if there was a spray of bullets, was, she, was it just she was randomly caught and, and, and the two yeah. bystanders next to her were also mowed down or caught or, or shot her? Or was she, was she, uh, was she, was she, was she pinpointed? Was she taken out on purpose? It, it, it's, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, the videos that I saw, Ian, were masked guys carrying weapons or boxes of weapons and some guy brandishing like a, a pistol, a firearm. Um, who was who was uh, masked as well? Um, they've made a couple of arrests. They, I guess, they made an arrest of a fifty-seven-year-old woman. Um, one of the things I should say too is that I guess for your listeners is that the people want to you know three thousand almost three thousand five hundred lives were lost during this almost thirty-year period during the troubles, right, nineteen sixty to nineteen ninety-eight. Wanted to point that out just so people know, like. Um, and this is, you know, on all sides, you know, uh, and it's been, and like I said, it's very sensitive. It's a very, still a very sensitive topic today. Um, you know, when, I, and I'll just give you an example, like just in comparing the Basque country and their conflict too, people don't want to talk about it, right? It's, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, it's a taboo subject. So, you know, I, I always, you know, when I came out and wrote this article, I'm wondering, you know, like, how how is it received? Um, will I you know will I be perceived as sure. having a bias or sure. something? Or but, did, but JP, but, did you did you know it was going to be picked up by London Dairy Sentinel? Well, um, I, um, I wrote some of the Northern Irish newspapers and asked like, are you interested and so on, and they and that one that one said yes, so so they agreed ahead of time, yeah. Okay, but. But I mean, the, one of the uh, I guess an Irish American newspaper has shown some interest as well, um, and and it got picked up today by Los Angeles Progressive or LA Progressive, which is a uh, interesting online paper, kind of like Counterpunch. Um, Counterpunch hasn't picked it up yet, but um, Peace Voice, I think it's going to be posting it tonight. So I mean, there are two versions of the article that are out now. I guess one's One's on the London Dairy Sentinel, and the other one is um, going to be. It's going to be published tonight on Peace Voice, and also it's already on LA Progressive. Um, but anyway, the, I just want to make sure that the listeners know that, and that people are aware that I know these are very sensitive issues. I mean, one of my friends at, at Oxford, Ian, wrote um, the biography, I think, on Michael Collins. And uh, Michael Collins was one of the uh, leading revolutionaries uh, in the Irish Republican movement at the turn of the 20th century and was eventually assassinated because of kind of Dave Valera's betrayal of him. And, you know, they made a movie about about uh, Michael Collins, uh, which um, uh, starred uh, who's that famous Irish actor. Um, 
can't remember. I'm having a moment. Um, anyway, I'll think of it later. But but anyway, that they made a movie out of it as well. And so uh, you know, it's you know, um, in the United States, people people pop in popular culture like people know the conflict, I guess, through um, Patriot Games. Um, uh, I don't I don't know if you um, uh, recall that that film, Ian. Uh, vaguely, yes. I, okay. I want to say Harrison Ford, but I think I'm mistaken. Harrison Ford's correct. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, um, I was just trying to. I was just trying to uh, think of um, the Irish actor. Yeah, I was trying to think of the the novelist actually, um, which the same guy who did Hunt for Red October and the Jack Ryan series, Tom Clancy, yeah, right? Clancy. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, so people know know about this conflict through that movie, for example. Uh, um, and then the Michael Collins movie. I mean, this came out a while ago, I guess. Um, and the movie. Um, I think it had pretty good reviews. I mean, uh, uh, main actor Liam Neeson, of course, Liam Neeson. Okay, I didn't realize he was Irish. Nineteen ninety six came out. That was long, well, while ago, right? But anyway, I mean, anyway, this this, this conflict. I mean, I don't want to. I just was trying to like relate to what maybe Americans know about yeah, it, right? But but obviously, like since the very beginning of it, Ian. Americans have provided monetary support to the Irish cause, the IRA, and things like that. And I guess why I brought that up was that uh, to emphasize that um, uh, Amer America has always kind of been lopsided in the conflict of how we supported the IRA and things like that as well. But not that, um, not that <coughs> there has been atrocities against against the Republicans in Northern Ireland at all. But I mean. There's victims on both sides, and I just remember uh, my Irish friends when I was at Oxford, how happy everybody was that finally the conflict had ended and we can move beyond it. And I guess I guess the whole thing with Lear and McKee was that, oh my goodness, are we are we you know are we back are we to back? something new? Right. Where, yeah, and and I guess that's that's the whole thing is like. Um, you know, these zombies from the past, these ghosts from the past, like nobody needs to revisit these things. Um, and I guess one of the things that I, I don't know, you probably know that I write about too is memory and trauma and how people are, are traumatized in conflict. And of course, if there's living memory of conflict, how that has an effect, right, on its continuation. Sure, sure. Yeah, and, and I think, JP, maybe you, you know, you can expand on this, but but I think I think the biggest the biggest point to be taking taking away from this uh, death uh, of this of this young thinker uh, uh, is 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 that uh, here we have uh, and it's, it's difficult for Americans to relate. I I, I, I believe uh, because here we have um, a, a centuries old conflict over religion. Basically, that's the that's that's the again again that that term all roads lead to Rome. Uh, you know, uh, and 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 it's 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 Catholicism versus uh, versus Protestantism, um, and and that's again in 2019 resurfacing its disgusting head is that at the basis of all of this, whether she was whether she was uh, deliberately killed or not, at the basis of all of this is the fact that there was violence in that street, in that neighborhood, in that estate. That night, yeah. it's violence that's rekindling, right. and and at the base of all of that is difference in religion, which 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 which, which to me right. is absolutely disgusting. Well, you know, you know, the funny thing is, and, I, and this is from an anthropological point of view, is that you know the the irony, and of course, is that the people in the sectarian divide in Northern Ireland culturally, whether they're Protestant or Catholic. Have more in similarity than people, other people in, in <laughs> other southern counties in Ireland, right? Interesting, because they yeah. culturally share. That's right. This space, right? That's a, but, that's a good but point, JP. It, you know, it's interesting, Ian, too, because like when you look at conflicts like this, and you can look at Rwanda as well, like the Hutsis and the Tutsis. 
they're related, they're related people, but you create these divides. Um, and one of the things I write about too, Ian, is, is cognitively we do this. And one of the, Robert Sapolsky, who's at Stanford University, he, um, one of the interesting things that we know about the brain, now we know more about the brain in the last 30 years than we ever have, but one of the chemicals that gets triggered in the brain, whether we're talking about race or racism or uh, religious differences, is oxytocin. What oxytocin does is that it makes people within the group want to be part of that group more, but it also enhances rejection of outgroups, right? So, I mean, it can be, it can be happen in seconds, Ian, like, you know, you can look at somebody, let's say you're, let's say you're a Yankees fan, right? Sure. And you can look at somebody with a Boston Red Sox cap and immediately think, oh, they're, they're an enemy, you know, they're the enemy, right? They're the other. <laughs> right. And it can happen that fast, right? So, and I laugh about it, but there was yet another incident at Dodger Stadium of a guy, right. I, I think he lost his life. There was a there was a fight over you know these opposing yeah. fans of teams. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so, horrendous. Yeah, it is horrendous. So so, you know, you know, there's a biological component aside from the sociocultural one, right? But literally, if you go into these neighborhoods in Northern Ireland, at least in the past, it's becoming it became better in the last 21 years, right? But there were walls, there were murals set up, there was visual elements of differences. You know, then you have the parades. You have the Easter parades for the Republicans, and then you have the the parade season in 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 the summer for the Protestants and the Loyalists, right? The Orange marches, and 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 all this kind of militancy. If you look at it, um, how it divides society, it also creates the conflict, right? You're you're marching in this kind of military way because you're defending some kind of idealized history or whatever that that idealized history never exists i mean it exists in your mind you're right but it's the past right but you re reify it and you commemorate it every year and, and one of the things that i studied too was a parade in the basque country and how it's reified and what i looked at is a, a conflict over a group of feminists who wanted equal rights as men to march in the parade but you know the one of the guys that wrote about the kind of Parades Northern Ireland is a pretty well-known anthropologist named Neil Jarman, and um, you know, you, you know, you, you you're you cognitively you you physically like your body like you 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 reify these you go through these emotions of militancy, and then you truly believe it, and you 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 keep keep reenacting these things year to year to year, and you know, it becomes part of your identity. Habitual, yeah. right? your militancy becomes part of your identity. And that's what hopefully one of the good things, well, it did for the last 21 years with the Good Friday Agreement, that peace accords, those peace accords played down that militancy, even though, I mean, you still have, you know, conflicts time to time with these orange marches in the summer and to some degree also with the Easter marches of the Republicans. But, you know, the, 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 the peace accords in 1998 at Stormont at the, um, you know, the parliament there in Northern Ireland, um, you know, played down the militancy and calmed it down. And, you know, and then people thought that that violence was in the past. And so what the McKee killing did was reify all these old ghosts, you know. Right. So. Right. JP, in, in, in winding down here, um, what what do you most want your readers and listeners to take away from from this uh, particular uh, 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 I'll call it a situation regarding uh, Lever McKee? I just hope that that people will number one realize this is a very sensitive conflict, obviously with victims on both sides, whether you're whether the Ulster Unionist or whether they're. Republican Catholics, but this is a very, very old conflict going back, as we talked about, to the 17th century, also being reified at the turn of the uh, 20th century with the independence movement uh, for Ireland's independence from Great Britain, and then, of course, um, the 30 years of the Troubles. But what I, what I want people to realize is that 
it's a very, very complicated conflict with um, a long history and 3,500 people died in this conflict. And I, and I think, I think what, what we, we all hope, you know, and, and if you're religious, you pray that there's more peace, right? That you, you want there to be the peace process to continue. You don't want the talks between the Sinn Féin and the DUP or the Republican side and Unionist side to fail. You want those peace talks to succeed and those, those politicians to uphold what they agreed upon, um, you know, in 1998, um, 21 years ago. And um, what I want, what I, you know, any Americans that, that, that read my op-ed, which is, you know, opinion editorial, is just that it's only scratching the surface of understanding this conflict. It's very complex, very sensitive. But, um, you know, what, what we're finding, too, in the world is that there's, you know, you have these terrorism killings all over for different reasons. And, you know, where they were talking about the synagogue in now in California or the the uh, killing over Easter in Sri Lanka. Um, um, you know, that we need to find avenues toward peace. We need to find avenues toward peace building. And I think that that's the takeaway that I, I, um, I would say. Excellent. Um and, and, and just one last thing for for how do you how do you recommend a, a listener or a reader how do you recommend them acting what can they do to make a difference you know um senator well ex senator us senator mitchell was instrumental in the in the in the um in the northern irish peace process and we have such a strong support for Ireland in this country that, I mean, um, I think that what they could do is write their U.S. senators and write their U.S. congressmen and urge the, the Congress to help the parties uh, maintain the peace. You know, this is, you know, way back when under Bill Clinton's administration, but, you know, Great Britain and, and and the Irish governments can still use the help of the U.S. as well, and right. no no reason why that U.S. senators or U.S. congressmen can't also help in the peace process to make sure that that they're that the all the political parties are upholding the Stormont Agreement. Excellent, ladies and gentlemen, the Lindstroth Report by Dr. J.P. Lindstroth. J.P., thank you for joining. Discussion to Truth and Winwood Radio. Thank you so much, Ian. I really appreciate uh, you having me on, and I really appreciate um, the discussion as always. And it's wonderful to speak with you. And I, I, and it, it's just it's wonderful. Thank you. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, J.P. Lindstroth. Thank you so much. So, as you can tell. Uh, You've got a major issue at hand. And, 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 and again, I, I, I think from, from my viewpoint, and this is really what drives me to do what I do, is that it's easy to become that cog in the wheel. It's easy to... Do nine to five, and hey, you know, hey, some some young, some young woman, at twenty nine years old, just got her head blown off. It's easy to say, who cares? Oh, it's not me. Who cares? What makes her different? She stood up for being gay. And she stood up in her own Catholic family to protest. And I think that's why there's communities around the world, certainly Western world, that are grieving the loss of this young woman and unfortunately questioning that she was a target. I personally, again, and as you heard JP and I talk, 
I would personally walk away and say, okay, she was targeted because that I new IRA member terrorist knew who she was. She was a target. Whether she was or she wasn't, that conflict shouldn't have been happening. Wherever you are on the planet, and certainly if you're in the United States, uphold your constitutional rights for freedom of religion, freedom of peace, freedom of speech. What you have in the United States is a political melee. These two sides fighting, pointing fingers at each other. Get past the bureaucracy. So many of these politicians are bought out by large corporations. Super PACs. It's absolutely disgusting to me. And I don't feel that the United States has even had a legitimate legitimate president since John F. Kennedy. A man that was beloved of all Americans, regardless of political affiliation. And that's really what a president should be. So, as we strive day to day to do our best, and again, getting back to my point, is that you can make a difference. Make a difference. Like JP said, write to your congressperson, write to your senator. Make a difference. That next person that loses their life, regardless of what reason, but if it's politically associated, that might hit home for you. This has been the weekly edition of Discussion to Truth on Winwood Radio. I'm the host. He am I, Ian Hamilton Trottier. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram, I-N-T-R-O-T-T-I-E-R. Donate to the program. And until next week, with John Barber, five-time Emmy Award winner, Be awesome. Moment of silence for Lira.